Welcome to the podcast. Guess who's back in town? Glenn Beck, back from his terrible injury. Uh, he tells us a little bit about that today, but he's back in the house uh, for all the news that you need to know right now. Pat Gray joins us uh, today. We also uh, talked to a business owner who is not putting up with the pandemic craziness. Um, we have a former Trump administration official to tell us what's really going on behind the scenes. And we learn about how whiteness, your whiteness, if you happen to be white, that whiteness is a pandemic in, in and of itself. And whiteness needs to be killed, according to the left today. Totally okay thing to say, I guess, in today's world. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it. We'd appreciate that. Also, go over to Stu Does America. In fact, you're doing that. You're here on the podcast app. Just search for Stu Does America and subscribe now. Rate and review as well. New podcasts every single day. And don't forget, the Nancy Pelosi Sucks Pens are back in stock for the first time since Thanksgiving. Don't miss them this time. Uh, Nancy Pelosi Sucks Pen.com. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. I refuse. I refuse to follow in her footsteps in the and the footsteps of her family for generations trying to silence the P. It will not be silenced. Jen Psaki has blamed the Trump administration's rhetoric on the corona pandemic for elevating threats against Asian Americans as investigators probe the motives of a suspect in a shooting spree that killed six Asian women in and around Atlanta, Georgia. So are those the only ones killed? Were the six Asian women? Uh, no, there was two uh, other people who were killed. But they don't even they're not even they're not even part of this story. It's just he killed six Asian women. Yes. Now, he killed eight people. And there's another person in, I believe, uh, serious condition or critical condition. OK. Who right. is not Asian. Well, I guess we don't care about those people because this is only I talking about six Asian women. Tend to care about all of them. But uh, yeah, that does seem to be what yeah. the story yeah. is indicating. Me too. OK. Um, President Biden has come out and said, I think there's no question that some of the damaging rhetoric that we saw during the prior administration calling COVID the Wuhan virus or mm. other things led to perceptions of the Asian American community that were inaccurate, unfair, and it is elevated threats against Asian Americans that we're seeing around the country. Mm. We'll go into that a little more uh, a little later. Last week, he denounced crimes against the group uh, during a prime time address, describing the violence as un-American. I 100% agree. However, on Wednesday, he said he would not be speculating on the motive behind the Atlanta shooting. But wait a minute. Didn't you just say that it's the rhetoric of Donald Trump that is? I'm making no connection at the moment of the motivation of the killer. Robert Aaron Long has been charged with killing eight people. Investigators said he told the police that the attack was not racially motivated, that he claimed to have a sex addiction. Listen to, listen to this next paragraph. Even so, the deaths immediately provoked fears among local Asian Americans that the attack was directed against them following an apparent surge in assaults coinciding with the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Wait a minute. We should not be spreading fear. We should be spreading fact. Pat Gray joins us now from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. 
How much do you hate the Asian community? Uh, Not at all. Not even one iota. It's so bizarre that this is because it's the China flu or the Wuhan flu. Do you remember that after the German measles came out, we got so pissed at Germans and went to war against them? Amen, brother. Remember when we went to war against them because of the German measles? Exactly right. It's it's just so Remember when we all said... I'm having more bacon than I've ever dreamt after the swine flu. You remember yeah, that? Yeah. We're like, slaughter them hogs. Kill the pigs. Well, actually, they did yeah, kill yeah. the pigs. Yeah, they that's did. That's a different. They did. Kind of. They also <laughs> said that, that he was having a really bad day, and that was one of the motivations for it. So, wait, he was, he was killing them because in his own interpretation, they were temptations that Temptation. he couldn't refuse. Yes. And so he was going to kill them. And he was at the end of his rope and having a really bad day. Now, I've had really bad days before. Stu, have you had really bad days? I have. Yeah. yeah not yeah. that bad. Not that not bad. That bad. I, I've and not how had many, a day. How many people did you guys kill? Uh, none. Zero, Zero people. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had oh. bad days. Now, I don't know yeah. what his day was like, but I've had some pretty whopper bad days. Yeah. And not once yeah. did I say, once. let's go kill a bunch of people. No. No. Uh-uh. You know what? That is an indication of absolute insanity. Total and complete insanity. Not hatred for Asians, but absolutely out of your mind nuts. Just like uh, this is you, like so the, you think you think insane. You you, you think the word pers- loss of perspective might mm-hmm. be a little light. Quite, quite yes. light. Okay, quite. Because I was thinking maybe it's just a loss of perspective. <laughs> yes, you're having a bad day, but they don't. Get perspective yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Wait till tomorrow and maybe it gets a little better. Right. Uh, right. Perhaps. Right. Go see, a, go see a doctor. I mean, it's reminiscent of, you know, the Boomtown Rats song that's based on a 1979 shooting. Right? You, I don't like Monday. It's the, I'm sorry, it's uh, based on the what? The Boomtown Rats song. Uh, I, I just, don't like if Mondays. If you've been listening... Already today, you've already yeah. learned a history lesson. Maybe you didn't know about Black Tom, why we don't go into the Statue of Liberty, how oh. it was, how that was, how that was used to round mm-hmm. up Asian Americans. You know, twenty years later. Why are you still blabbing? He was about to tell us this Boomtown Rat story. Right. I just, <laughs> I just want to point out. Now you're learning even deeper history. With yes. Yeah. Boomtown. Yes. Boomtown Rats. Is that the name of the? That's the name I mean, of the rock don't band. act like you don't know the song. I don't like Mondays. You were in you, you FM radio for a yes. hundred years. I don't ever remember playing the Boomtown Rats. Come on. I don't like Mondays. Was a, You've never played that big song, wasn't it? Mm, yes. I mean, it was I, a pretty I, big I, song. I don't know that it was. I a think I would huge. remember Boomtown Rats even with all of my alcohol use. So they write this song i don't like mondays based on what this uh killer said uh she was 16 years old and she was having a bad day she didn't like mondays and so a reporter asked her why she shot eight children and wounded them and killed two adults oh my gosh and her response was i don't like mondays and uh, this livened up the day i mean that's insanity it wasn't because of anybody's race it's just a uh, person who's lost their mind. Did we mind. really look? I mean, that was that was in the time when we... No, we didn't we, look. We didn't yeah, look. This is, that was at the time. Look it up yeah. right now. What were Who were the people that they killed? Because this is in a time where we see. had systematic racism that we all denied. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. I don't like systematic racism. <laughs> uh, race of people... <laughs> 
San Diego. I'm not sure. Vice president. Vice president. <laughs> vice president. Keep looking. It'll be. Yeah. You'll be surprised what will come up. Yeah, okay. With Google, Vice mm-hmm. President Kamala Harris said yesterday, "We do not yet know. We're not yet clear about the motive, and I don't want to say our Asian Af- our Asian American community. I just want to tell you that we all stand together with you and understand this is." How frightening and shocked and outraged you are and how frightened, shocked and outraged all people are. Yeah, except I don't think you mean all people. I don't think Kamala Harris would include me in that. And why are because I'm I'm with her 100 percent. I'm outraged. I'm shocked. I'm horrified. If this was a target of the Asian community, that's got to stop. That's got to stop. If it's just because the guy was insane, that's got to stop. Okay. This time, you'll notice, it's not the gun's fault. This time, it's the hatred for Asian Americans who, those people who harbor those kind of hatreds, have a lot of guns. You watch, it will come together quickly. Um, so, why is it that she is, I want to make it clear, I want to say to our Asian American community that we stand with you and understand how this is frightened and shocked and outraged you. Well, yes, I agree with that 100%. But is it too much to say it looks like he might have been targeting massage parlors? And so mm-hmm. if you're a massage parlor worker, we also understand that you might be shocked and outraged and horrified as well. And we stand with you. Except it's more important for them to fearmonger right now it is well it's the tone right yeah. like we've been having we made it we had all these statements from these companies this has been the new the narrative bubbling under <laughs> for months and now this is the narrative mm-hmm. this is the event that proves it right but again it doesn't prove it even like there's this thing that that's happening now where with these statements where the guy came out and he said like i'm a sex addict and the police are coming out and and indicating that's what they believe this was not an an asian hate crime but someone who it has some very strange uh, uh, guilt about getting uh, massages and and God knows what else, and is trying to you know do some terrible thing re- related to that. So the the fallback position here's one example of it. There's no reason to take at face value in the first place this guy's word. He's a suspect who just confessed to a mass murder. But it's beyond absurd to parse it out as it's not racial. He just sees women as these very specific place at these very specific places as sexual objects who exist for his own gratification. Okay, so like, saying, wait, wait, that's wait, wait. the racial thing is that we're sexualizing oh. Asians and fetishizing oh Asians. Right. Which again, okay, mm. let's just take it. Again, let's just take that at face value and say that's true. It's a totally different narrative than donald Mm -hmm. trump said the coronavirus was the wuhan virus right like it's a totally different argument it has nothing to do with the thing you've been telling us has been going on and you're acting as if it's a continuation of that and you also might want to uh include one of the big purveyors of that japan have you seen uh japanimation have you seen the way women are sexualized uh, in in Japan? I mean, it's it's not a white problem. It's a human problem. Sex and fetishes, a human problem, not a white, not a black, not an Asian problem, not a Hispanic problem, a human problem. So if yeah. you want to talk about fetishization of women, why don't we start at the Grammys? Why don't we start with Cardi B and what she did? Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was going to say, it's 
Stu looked at me like, I have no idea. Don't ask me. I have no idea. I was going to give you a compliment for being one of the people that I know that has no idea what happened on the Grammy. I did not watch a second of it. No, nor I didn't have I read a story about either. it. But did you, did you hear I, about it with I, Cardi B? I, I heard something about okay. Cardi B. I don't know exactly what Full she did. Full-fledged lesbian grinding scenes. Okay? Oof. Like. Man. Yeah. And so don't talk to me about who's fetishizing women. Mm. That's just freeing. That's God. just freeing. That was That's just, just freeing. Uh, there's no. Mm-hmm. It's liberating. There's no it's liberating. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, degrading about that at all. You know, they're also making this into sort of a religious thing because supposedly this guy's super religious. Really? So wait, he was removing one temptation uh, uh, that he has in. He didn't want to have sex with these women, I guess, but he's willing to ignore the greatest commandment and not murdering somebody. But he's super religious. I, I don't hey, think let's so. Let's work on one sin at a time. Okay. <laughs> you know, so right. let's just let's. I can't do all ten at once. God, that's unreasonable. Like, give me two or three. All right, I'm not gonna fetishize women mm-hmm. and have crazy sex and covet. And but I think there's a them, lot. That's okay, right? Well, I'm still no. working on you know the first and second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I swore, I swore while I was I was thinking <laughs> about killing him. I swore, and I thought. I got to stop that. And then I got, you know, I, I was having a bad day. I lost my focus. I loaded the gun. Mm-hmm. I shot them. Uh, none of this makes sense. And unfortunately, the media has zero credibility when it comes to this. Oh, but wait, there is a great editorial in the Wall Street Journal today about this and about the progressives and their love of the Asian community. The best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, More COVID nonsense coming from Michigan. There is a Michigan bistro and pizzeria that has vowed to stay open, but there has been a bench warrant issued for Marlena. uh, How do you say it? Hockney? Hockney. Marlena Hockney. uh, And she is with us now. uh, And she may be going to jail today. Marlena, how are you? Wonderful. You're wonderful. You may be going to jail today. Yes, I stay strong because I'm not going to let the government intimidate me or put fear in me. I'm going to stay strong. I'm not going to surround myself. I'm going to keep fighting for American freedom and for us constitutional protected rights. Your, um, your maiden name, if I'm not mistaken, is Pavlos, right? Yes. And you are an immigrant from Poland? Yes, that's correct. I escaped communists in 1983. I went to Greece and I was there in a refugee camp. I went through Red Cross to, you know, apply to be able to come to U.S. And I came to U.S. 1988 and become citizen 1992. Mm. So, Marlena, I just want to concentrate on this for just a second. Um, When you were in Poland, what was the view of America behind the Iron Curtain for you? This is the greatest country in the whole world. This is the freedom and better life that every human being in the whole world is dreaming to come to America. So this was my, my, my biggest dream. And did you feel that you 
when you got here that you were part of that country? Did you feel like uh, you found the dream? Yes, I did, because this country has got opportunity. If you work hard, which I always have two jobs, you can accomplish a lot of things. People who want to work, you can do it. People who don't, they don't. But you have the capability to make something better than in my country. In my country, I can work two jobs for minimum pay, and I will never be able to have what I have in this country. So you're in Michigan, and COVID happened. Um, Did you at first, you know, for the 15 days, did you at all ever close your bistro and pizzeria? The first round, like everybody else at the beginning, which was, I think, February or March 15, I Mm -hmm. closed for three, four years like everybody else. I followed the rules because we know that everybody say it was pandemic and the virus and so on. So So you closed for three months? Yes, like everybody else. I follow the rules, which we reopened, I think, was, if I'm correct, June 14. Right. And what happened then that made you say, I'm not going to follow the rules anymore? Because, in my opinion, the government Whitman we have here in Michigan, she overstands her power. She don't have no rights to impose those rules and regulations. And we as a people, we have to stand up because that's not right. She's abusing the power. So I decide we, the small business owners, we have to take control against this tyranny because we, the people, we have to have jobs to be able to survive. Government and government agency, they have a job security. They are our servants. And we, the people, we have to fight for us existence and keep working. So I decide they don't going to close me down. They don't going to rule me because I'm in charge of my property. I pay the property taxes. I didn't see that the government will give me any break or any business, small business that say, oh, guys, it's COVID-19. Everybody don't have to pay property taxes. Hmm. No, she don't impose that. So we, the people, we have to take control because we have enough we, the people, cannot see sign of tyranny. We, the people, and unfortunately, lose the blessing of the liberty and freedom of a republic from the government. There's a guy who was uh, who's thinking about running for governor here in uh, Texas. He's a movie star. And I just read a quote from him. He said, I don't understand the problem. So you're asked to give up a little freedom uh, for the time being. But... Uh, you get more freedom if you just do what is you're told to do and uh, you get more freedom in the end how would you answer that i will not give up my freedom like i told you government protects antifa doings antifa destroy others people property business and they don't keep them accountable bad things become good the good things like me running my business and serve community, make a living, become bad. And they keep me accountable, and they want to put me in jail. Something wrong with this picture. So the judge give the order for bench warrant for my arrest without a band. That's against the constitutional protected rights that I do have. So I will not follow. Like I told you, until Mordek, Birsa, Pennsylvania, 
number 319 U.S.105, no state may license a right and a charge a fee for it. So I can run my business without a license. This government agency they create because, as you know, we have America was a republic. Mm-hmm. And in 1871, they switched to cooperation. So now we have all this government and government agency. They create new branches. They create new jobs. And we, the people, pay more taxes. They in, keep increasing. And they get the money without doing the job they should. And we get slammed because we have to give up our rights because they impose all those rules and regulations. They want to increase more tax, taxes. That's not right. We have to stand up and fight for our freedom well, and I, our constitutional protected rights. Marlene, I will tell you this. I, I, I'm not sure about the 1871 thing, but we are entering a time where corporations and the government are one. And you can see that because the small businessman is shut out, but I can open up a Target or a, a Walmart or a Home Depot right next to your pizzeria. And everybody can go in and be fine there. It seems the big businesses are not having to play by the same rules the small businesses are. No, because you see, different rules for different people, they discriminate against the small business owners. So You go to Target, you go everywhere place, they don't have to follow those rules like we do. We have to do the... Uh, take the names and the phone number and all other rules, masking. Everyone does over there anything they want, and they don't go after them. They only go after us, and it, that's not right. We have to stop this. So let me Economic ask you, welfare. Uh, uh, Marlena, now that you're here and you have to find it, I mean, for lack of a better word, ironic that America is doing this, are you seeing similarities at all that Americans wouldn't see with what you yes. experienced under Soviet rule? What's going right now, this is just the beginning of the communist regime. They try to take, take control. They try to give fear. They intimidate us. And that's wrong. We have to start producing goods because in my country, the Stores will be empty. Will be no jobs. We will have only government-created jobs, which was not many. Private business owners they be not able to run the business because they will charge them the tax extremely high. So it's not point to be even able to run the business. And the shelves will be empty. And was just, I mean. Poor conditions, and if you wanted to buy, like, we will be given, like, one kilo meat per person. We'll have, like, stamps, food stamps. So you can only get one kilo of meat, 17 packs of cigarettes, one bottle of vodka, and if you wanted to buy anything, you will go in the front of the store and you will wait all night, and you don't know if you're going to be able to buy anything because most of the time nobody will do delivery because nothing will come. So where do, where do people like you run if the United States continues to go down this path? I don't know. We have to create new leadership that will stand up and do the job right. Mm. The greatest of the nation can only be measured by the future of its 
freedom and integrity of his authority to protect that freedom. Who's who's in the background there? Is that your husband? I have, or? Yes, I have Rick Martin, who is my counsel, oh, okay. assistant of counsel. So. Yeah. Well, I, um, Marlena, you make sure that if you're arrested, you let us know or he lets us know right away. We want to follow your story. Thank you so much. We'll look into it and we'll uh, talk again, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Uh, by the way, if you would like to uh, support Marlena, <clears throat> you can go to GoFundMe. Support Marlena's, uh, Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria is where you will find a GoFundMe page to support her in, uh, in all that she is going through right now. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Continuing our theme on the uh, border, we have somebody that is going to give us a lot of stats on what's really going on um, on the border, but I would love to have him back again. He is currently the president of the Center for American Restoration but he was the former director of office and management and budget. He was involved in a few things. Uh, he had a big hand in helping Trump slow down the dis- uh, disbursement of hurricane aid to Puerto Rico when there were all those problems. Uh, he also was the guy who uh, held up the aid to Ukraine where everybody said it was so bad. Turns out, mm, no, the president was right. Uh, to do that he is also the guy who helped find the money to build the border wall as uh, the uh, director of office and management and budget oh and the last thing he's known for is he's the guy that biden's people said we're obstructing uh his team from knowing anything uh on the transition and he wrote and he said i'm giving you everything that i can give you my office is working with your office but I'm not going to help you destroy everything that we've worked for. So you're going to have to wait until the inauguration on that. His name is Russ Vote, and he joins us now. Hi, Russ. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet, man. I've got so many questions, but I know we want to, because of our limited time, I want to focus on the border. Um, first of all, there is a, a compelling story um, out of Cochise County. Uh, where the the sheriff there is saying this is an absolute nightmare. They were building the fence, and then as soon as Biden got in, they stopped construction. So all the roads that were built for construction are all now being used by drug cartels, and nobody's doing anything about it, and they've made the problem much, much worse by stopping the construction. It is a complete mess. This administration has taken an ideological approach in which they have refused to account for all the steps that we put in place to be able to control the border after dealing with our own surges. It was the border. It was the remain in Mexico. It was the uh, changes to asylum. And all of these things were done uh, to deal with the imperfect nature of current law. And they have wiped those away, and now they have a massive problem on their hands. One of the main aspects is the border, and it it has made no sense. During the Obama years, the border was always a problem, and we were always getting these groups uh, that were, you know, marching people up. Uh, Trump had one group start to march up, but he dismantled that. Can you go into Were you part of that? Did you help turn those people around those, what was it, three or 4,000 people that were marching to the border? And he helped 
he turned them around. Were you part of that? Uh, it was a team effort. My responsibilities were mainly to help with getting the resources for the wall, helping them to get some of the rules done that were needed to change the policies that were in place. But you're right, Glenn. The president dealt with similar surges uh, that were coming from the Central American countries, and he was able to put policies in place that dealt with them. Um, there, this is not rocket science, and particularly because we demonstrated over the last four years how to do it. What you can't do is then say to the entire world with a neon light, come to this country mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, we won't arrest you. It would be like me saying and putting out a public service announcement that says, I'm going on vacation and my house is unlocked, but don't come to my house and steal anything. I heard NPR today um, say that uh, Joe Biden is giving five billion dollars to these uh, countries south of the border. Uh, And uh, Trump's policy was he would deal with anything. Just uh, keep your people from coming up here. And so he was giving money to the shadiest dictators and everything else down there where where Biden, he's going to spend the money honorably. Can you tell me how the. President, President Trump was giving money to dictators and didn't care where that money went? Yeah, no, he actually put a hold on uh, a lot of foreign policy that he felt had some serious issues, whether that was Pakistan, whether that was funding in Gaza. Uh, And that was one of the things that we took quite a bit of heat on from uh, the Hill and the media is because we said, look, we're going to pause it. and, And these are wide open accounts. Unlike the current funding for the wall, uh, where there's not a lot of flexibility for the administration, in foreign aid, you have quite a bit of flexibility. And so we put pauses on that funding to figure out where, what's a better use of the money. With regard to Central America, we put a pause on it and said, look, we're not going to give you this money unless you uh, deal with the fact that you're sending huge swaths of your people north to our border. That's, and that's what caused it uh, to be able to negotiate uh, – uh, agreements with with those three countries in particular, and then to get uh, Mexico to start enforcing their southern border, and, and the the threat of tariffs also helped with that matter. I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, the beds and the room for all of these um, um, illegals. Um, when when uh, President Obama was in office, I went down to the border. I was the first person to talk about these cages that they were keeping children in. And I thought it was wrong. I talked about it. No one. I called Chuck Todd myself and said, look, this is what's going on in the border. It's a huge problem. And and children are being separated and just put in cages. They didn't care. Then Trump got in and it was a big deal. Now they're saying, no, those cages have been removed. Those cages don't even exist anymore. Uh, We've got them in in really nice trailers now. But they're going to places like our convention center here in Dallas. Can you tell me the real situation on the ground? Do you have any idea? Yeah. So the the process is is this: when they come across the border, they're only the kids are only allowed to be in these uh, in custom border patrol facilities for about seventy two hours. So they have that shot clock that they're dealing with. But then they are transferred uh, to HHS. And uh, in in terms of uh, unaccompanied alien children, and that's what you're seeing the uh, rush to be able to figure out how to scale up with with those uh, 
that in those those sets of individuals to be able to make sure that they uh, can uh, live while the HHS goes and tries to find a sponsor for them. And of course, you know, there is significant uh, things that we do. We don't make that we make it comfortable for them. So the American taxpayer uh, makes it so that those those kids, uh, once they're out of the the Customs and Border facility uh, uh, stations. Uh, sometimes it's trailers, sometimes it's uh, retrofitting uh, an arena, but we, that's when the federal government steps in to try to scale up uh, the way station while we look for, for sponsors, and it can be you know, pretty costly. Um, and it's something that you don't have resources for in the moment when you have a surge come across. It's much more of something that needs to scale uh, over time, because if, if you're not dealing with a, a, a you know a, a hard uh, facility, you're all, you're dealing with tent cities. So, what do we have coming our way? I mean, we're already in the convention center business, and I'm not seeing this administration do anything to discourage. They're saying, "Don't come yet, don't come right now, uh, come later." Um, but I'm not seeing anything that is discouraging people or or you know. Uh, hurting the drug cartels business at all if they continue down this road what are we facing i think we're going to see more of the same glenn i don't i i don't think you know real change requires real change and uh they have an ideological problem it's not just that they don't like the policies that we put in place to deal with but they believe that everyone should be able to come to this country and they have a built-in view that it's all as a result of fleeing persecution and violence and that's not always the case and when it is the case it doesn't mean that there isn't better solutions on your way to america that america doesn't have to be the final destination for everyone in this world and those the combination of those two worldview issues on a policy and from a from the theory is going to make it very hard for them to get a handle on this. And so my concern is that um, they're going to need resources at some point to pay for these beds, to pay for these facilities. They're going to come calling to Congress. And at that point, my hope is that the slim majorities in the house and the Senate allow us to change policy to make it so that uh, we can get a handle on the border, even if they don't want to. Well, you've got a group of people that want to abolish ice. What happens if they abolish ICE? What, what does that even mean to the average American? It, it, it's, it's another example of how far left and extreme their views are. Um, and, you know, if, if they're coming calling to Congress for, for resources and the, the AOC contingency, the, the quad is saying, look, we're not going to give them another dollar. Uh, hopefully that gives uh, Republicans a little bit of leverage to say, well, you're going to change our our border policies so that we don't have these magnets in current law that attract uh, illegal aliens from across the country, across the world. As a guy who was the director of the OMB and that job, if I'm not mistaken, is to implement, find the money and find the way to implement the policies that the president wants. It's a very powerful office and as we have seen really uh, over the years, especially with Obama, once you institutionalize stuff, it's hard to claw it out. Um, I don't think Donald Trump institution, I don't think he got it. He was fighting so many fires. I don't think he had time or got it fully until maybe the maybe until the uh, the stuff with uh, Ukraine. But as a guy who sat there and watched all this, when they were coming in, 
what was the, what is the thing that worries you the most about the changes or the the switches that they are flipping? Yeah, they have a capacity to move with such speed and energy because the media doesn't report on anything that they're doing and they don't get the leaks from their own staff that many of us face. For those of us who had to live in a fishbowl, uh, that's the job we signed up for. We're happy to do it. But it is, it is much harder to control the, the message and, and, and to move forward and to get a hold of your agencies. Uh, it took me about three years to really uh, figure out all of the, uh, the tools that in my toolbox to, to be able to maneuver and to accomplish the president's agenda. So, you know, the things I'm most, they don't, so they were able to move very quickly once they came in. But the things that I'm most worried about is their ideological uh, disposition to put equity and critical race theory mm. in, as part of every single decision they make. And so they can use a place like OMB, which is involved in everything, to say, we're going to deal with equity and we're going to deal with climate, two uh, so-called emergencies that, in my view, do not exist, uh, and use that agency to um, push it out for, on every policy that the federal yeah. government is involved with. We have something um, that, we, um, that, we, that happened to us this week that we've been doing investigations along those lines. And we're going to be revealing it next week, but it is they are moving at lightning speed and it is terrifying uh, if people don't understand what's really going on. Russ, I want to thank you so much for your service. I hope I, I, I know you're with the, the American Restoration Center that I'd have you on again and, and we can talk about that. Um, but thank you so much for everything you're doing and have done in the past. I, I got to believe in some ways it. Probably was the best times of your life, but also just total and complete hell. It was a full-on blast. I love working for the president. I appreciate you getting our backs when, when it was necessary. Thanks for having me on. Thank Brian. you. I appreciate it, Russ. Thanks. Na, 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 na.